This is the Sounding Board Podcast with Hachi and Damo. Thanks to Drinkwise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to Drinkwise. Question time on the sounding board for Drinkwise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to drink wise. This one's directed to you, Hachi. It's Josh Mulcahy on email. Hachi, what does the process of recruiting freshly retired athletes as media talent look like? Do you actually actually and actively groom athletes during their careers in the hope of engaging them once they've retired? And and is the thawing of Hachi part of a larger play to appear more personable to a potential employee? Josh goes on here, Hutchie, in this question. I note SEN's recent signing of Cameron Smith as a great pickup that made me wonder how these deals come about. Keep up the great work, guys. A couple of uh, layers to that question there to you, Hutchie. Uh, thanks, Josh. Uh, where do we start there? Um, I don't think you necessarily groom athletes in talent. They generally do that themselves and position themselves, I would say, Damo, wouldn't you? I think they stand out, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, look, some, some, and I'm assuming this happens to you, Hachi, without you probably talking about it too much. I would imagine some approach certain people in media for for aspects of advice on on certain parts of what they may do down the, the track. But ultimately, the the good ones are already identified, aren't they, before they actually um, say, I'm retiring as a, as a player. We've started getting into that a little bit more now, Josh, and start to plan out sort of 12, 18 months, two years. But we haven't been brilliant at it, I don't think. Um if I was to be self-critical. And then the Cam Smith signing, well, yeah, I, Cam Smith for me was infinitely interesting as a radio talent because he's hugely respected. He's massive in Queensland where we're growing our business. He's great talent. Like He's funny, laughs, he's engaging, he's in the conversation, he's just really interesting. He seems and educated people, too of, 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 the, of the caper, so to speak. And people haven't really got to know him, which yeah. is the other thing I like about radio is when you can actually – you know, unpick someone's personality and share it for the world for the, you know, for the first time. He's on radio three times a week with us. He's been awesome. I can't begin to tell you how good he's been. And that other part of the question too, the the thawing of your good self, which started with your appearance on the uh, sister product here, uh, podcast wise. Don't, don't shoot, don't the, shoot messenger. the messenger, where you. Uh, Revealed layers of your very complex character, Hutchie, to uh, the many listeners, and it gave an insight into the the true Craig Hutchison. How's that going? Well, it's a long time thought process. Obviously, it's going to take years. As to I described thaw. you as the, the 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 bit of chicken fillet that's stuck at the back of the freezer, <laughs> the one that actually gets stuck to the base of the freezer. That's how that's how icy you were, Hutchie. Are, are we are we defrosting a little bit? On the like kind of the. The item you forgot was in the fridge, right? Yeah. Oh, that's right. What do you use by that in that thing? Yeah. Oh, wow. 2018. Well, it's been frozen for five years. <laughs> well, all we could do is try and thaw it. That's about where I am in the cycle. Is, is it working for you? Because <laughs> I know the way you work, and, and you going on to that program would have been the starting point to something greater, in, in your planning at least, anyway. Damo, I could care less. Oh, Haji. I'm not buying that part of it. Uh, Matthew Henry on Facebook. I've always been fascinated at how TV presenters deal with the long pause between throwing to vision and the vision starting. Example, here's what the Richmond coach had to say earlier this week, dot, 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 followed by the seconds that tick over as the presenter is left staring awkwardly down the camera lens waiting for the vision to commence. Would love to know what those few seconds feels like. Any stories Ah. you guys can tell us about those situations? Who cops it when this happens and why and how is it still happening in 2021? I have a strong view on this, Damo. This is my wheelhouse. As a one-time live cross component, you know, guy from the Channel 7 and Channel 10 news demo. Yeah. 
This is what happens. You get a monitor underneath you and you're watching your story on the monitor and you're proud of the story. Return done. feed, as they say. You get return vision. What happens, though, is the vision is always about one and a half seconds because of the link behind the actual audio in your ear, which is a real feed. Trap for young players is you've got to take the cue of the audio, not the vision. Yep. But what happens is they get caught watching a lot of reporters themselves on the box. Yeah. And... It has returned to them one to one and a half seconds, sometimes two seconds, depending on the signal, yeah. earlier than they speak. Yep. What they need to do is listen in their ear. So when you hear your own sign-off, you know, Damien Barrett, National 9 News. Here we go. Thank you very much. And it doesn't matter if, you're, if the story beneath you hasn't finished yet. You've got to take your audio cue. So you've got to jump they, in early. Too many take the video cue. Shop early. There you go. See, Matthew, that, that, that's an explanation I probably couldn't have given you the way Hachi has there. So that, to me, actually has a, a, a clarity to, to the question that you asked. Have either of you thought about writing a book of, or compilation of stories, asks Mark Macker on Facebook. Mark, no, I haven't. Oh, hang I on. Just... You have. You have. I would be up for it if someone did the work. <laughs> Should we talk about the, that one day? The ROI is not there for me unless someone else did the heavy lifting. <laughs> the attention to detail required in writing a book, Hatchie, it's probably not your strongest suit, is it? And so, Mark, if if there are a way to, do, to get from A to Z quickly <laughs> and, and mobilise others to do it and share and take the credit for it, count me in. No, I'm not, I, don't see the, I don't see the upside versus downside. Do you reckon I should write a book, Hatchie? You'd be a great – A, you like writing. I hate it. B, you'd be good at it. And see, it's an itch you must scratch somewhere in your life. Like, I know, could you and uh, Trent Bouts get together and write the greatest Sheffield Shield games of the eighties or something like that? Trent Bouts, one of the great cricket writers of our time, aren't you? Um, Lenny, yeah, Lenny Phillips on Facebook. Every AFL game seemingly now has socials light up with negative feedback on a different high-profile and presumably high-paid TV caller. Given a captive audience is no other TV option and cost-cutting across the board, why would TV broadcasters not be going for a cheaper, less-is-more approach with less voices in the box and more professional broadcasters at presumably lower costs than the big-name ex-players? It goes on a bit. He doesn't like it, Lenny Phillips, there on Facebook about uh, what's going on there, Hutchie. Yeah, I think... One of the challenges for everybody is, as the rights cost more, the ability to do a great job broadcasting them is harder for everybody. Less so at our level in radio, but in television, I think it's a, a big issue. So The last question he asked there, and it's probably pretty pertinent, is it, is it that they know the rusted-ons will watch regardless and feel the big names calling will attract casual viewers? Uh, there's not many people who you turn the TV on merely to watch the caller, right? You turn okay. on to watch the game. I, I so, have a view on this, Hutchie, and, and it, it may fly in the face of what, what their own network's research suggests. But I have a, a view that not one more or one less person will tune into a game of football purely based on who is broadcasting the commentary itself. I, I think that's fairish on a one-game-only on one basis. But if you think about the brand experience that you build around it, like, say, Fox 40, for instance, build a Entire brand experience, entire feel of their call, a familiarity, a comfort that you feel like when you turn on and watch. Not that Seven haven't, but not, Fox have got more of it. You feel like you're part of that fraternity when you, as a viewer and like you're among friends when you're watching it. And that has a subliminal knock-on effect on your association with that product and your propensity to turn on and watch or otherwise. So I don't think it's necessarily better. I'm watching tonight's game because I can't wait to see Jonathan Brown and what he's got to say. I think it's more about the... 
the overall consistency of effort and news and all the things that go around. And equally the same at seven, Roman Bryan for me was a great example of using someone's talent. I've, I'm bitterly disappointed it's gone. It should come back. Well, they don't, they don't like listening. taking any form of risk though, Channel 7 though, do they? I mean, we've dealt with this. We've dealt with this many times. Yeah, there's, there's, oh, a, think... there's personas change once you once you talk into a Channel 7 microphone. Uh, well, I don't, I don't agree with that, but I think Brian deserves another go. Now, that was part one, by the way, of the questions of the sounding board for DrinkWise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to DrinkWise. Thanks for listening to the Sounding Board podcast with Hutchie and Damo for DrinkWise. Make sure you find us on Facebook and Twitter at Sounding Board EP. Hit the sign up button on Facebook to receive our weekly email and subscribe to, rate and review the show wherever you listen to podcasts.